So welcome everybody again, and we get to play with Katia, one of my favorite playmates here. Hello, we get to, we get to uh, explore a little further and have uh, the opportunity to kind of touch some other hot topics that people are um, exposing themselves to and, and are kind of realizing that, hey, maybe there's a deeper understanding behind this and so forth. So um, it's once again, it's beautiful to have you uh, to join me and to to kind of guide this uh, discussion and so forth, and also to share all the, the amazing uh, observations that you've made and all the things that you've have as feedback from, you know, from your own personal life, but all the also the lives of all the people that you've you've engaged with and also assisted. So yeah. fantastic. And, you know, some of the topics actually give you even experience that, you know, your partner has to, to offer too in, in your interactions with him and whatever else in regards to, especially when it comes to the physicality and, and, yeah. uh, and so forth, right? So, oh yeah. So welcome again. Let's get to play. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here with you, Franco. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to talking more today. As you hinted, I love talking about really, I guess, things that, draw this link between our consciousness expanding and shifting and how it really affects our physicality um, because they're not separate and so these are some of my favorite discussions that we've ever had together and now even looking ahead and you know the work that I'm that I'm doing now and getting more excited about is really bringing the physicality into things so mm -hmm. I would love if we could start a discussion around hormones and we were talking about this on another episode and how, you know, clearly hormones are something that's, uh, it's, it's full on in the human body right now. But you were saying that, you know, they're not necessarily something that was always there. So it's the idea that hormones are not part of our original design. And I'd love to open up a discussion about that because I think that's very, very new information for a lot of people and why it feels so important now um, living through this experience myself and I guess people everywhere are having this experience we're starting to move more into our organic original blueprint or template for the human and that means going back to the way we were so if these hormones are not part of that original design then uh, what are they? Well, the thing is, and I'll expand on that part, is the uh, hormones, uh, the way it changes to the degree it changes and actually uh, the, the morphing of it being active or not active, that's the part that has, hit, has had the most amount of modifications done to, okay? Uh, what do you mean by morphing, just to clarify? In a sense where it doesn't, uh, how can I say? It's changed its role and how it actually uh, impacts the physical representation or how you feel, uh, you know, from a physical uh, point. Mm -hmm. um, hormones have been there not as many variants as that we have, but they actually, um, they were very balanced, yeah. okay? Um, if you wanted to have a running experience, you're gonna, you're gonna activate whatever's necessary for that point to boost the energy strength in the body to be able to run, okay? Mm -hmm. Or climb or anything of that nature. So that was there, uh, but, when it comes to how the hormones go out of balance, how the emotions actually shift, how the emotions go, I mean, the, uh, the hormones uh, function, the, uh, the level of extremes of the, the imbalance, that was all encoded mm. in it. It was not the original design. Even the idea that you cannot repair yourself, for example, 
you had your foot cut off, you could grow another one back. It was automatic. Okay. We have some reptiles that do that. The tail right. gets cut off, they grow back. Mm -hmm. um, we have that capacity and it was always there and always will be. But the thing is, it's got that part got turned off. And in fact, wounds or the fact, for example, you got a major cut mm -hmm. and you can bleed to death. The body in its original design would automatically notice that it's losing a fluid and would stop it. That makes sense. With no intervention <laughs> and start the repair process instantaneously. Wow. What about things like Franco um, sex drive? Because the time, as soon as I bring this subject up and start to explain it, the first bit of you know resistance I get is, well, what do you mean? We'll have no sex drive? This is the thing. The sex drive <laughs> is artificial too. I'd love to talk about that a bit. Yes. The thing is, if you pay attention to what sex drive represents, it actually changes your chemistry, changes your mindset to make that a priority. Mm. Okay. And in essence, unless you have the full experience, it is, you will see it's like eating a sugar donut. Mm. It may give you a little bit of satisfaction, but I, there's an aftertaste after it and the body's not really too happy about it. Mm -hmm. So the sex drive was a, programming to kind of skew things and to kind of put in into place a complication of saying, oh, I need to hook up with this person, that person, do this, do that, whatever it is, to create kind of an imbalance in how we interact with one another. <clears throat> in fact, a lot of people get into relationships or even no matter how long it lasts, sometimes it could be longer, based on sex drive. Mm -hmm. And and so forth. So that is not our natural state. Our natural state is not having a sex drive per se. It's a natural progression where you feel a connection with someone and want to explore that connection to a level of intimacy that is not mechanically driven by just friction and an ejaculation of sorts. Mm. Okay, it yeah. is a holistic exchange where it's not localized by organs. It's not localized by stimulation. It is a full body engagement, a full body connection. So you will have what people call a sex, meaning a connection of intimacy of making love and love is an exchange of your love with somebody else's love, making a higher level of love expression. Okay. Yeah. This is why in its true form, it's called making love, but it's really mm -hmm. not making love. It's experiencing it at a higher level. Okay. Like expanding love. Exactly. Right. Now the sex thing, you know, that all got put in and then the hormones were geared to that, you know, like on overdrive, we got to have sex, we got to have this, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it creates a certain level of blindness in a sense. When I say blindness, you don't, you don't look at it. Somebody is really stimulated sexually, mm -hmm. for example, uh, and their hormones are raging of whatever you want to call it, like people call it. Mm -hmm. Then they just want to have sex. It's not about connecting with anybody. Yeah. And this is where, you know, it's a matter of what partner, whoever has got this or that, and that's fine enough, or it's, you know, it's got a certain look, that's good enough, whatever, right? Uh, just because you're trying to fit into this requirement. You could see that that's not natural. Mm -hmm. It was never that way. No. But that was the modification in that, you know, uh, inverted uh, operating system and, and the operating, because, and I'm sure many people have had the experience when you connect with somebody that you have a heart connection with and you feel 
that really strong connection and you make love or what people call make love. I'm using that. You have you, you mm -hmm. have a love making session or whatever you want to call it. it. It's like it's not about satisfaction anymore. It's about immersing yourself with that particular individual and to be one with that individual. And you can feel every part of that whole experience. Mm -hmm. And there's it's no longer mechanical. It's a divine dance. Okay. And after that's completed, and it's not like a three minute, two minute, 30 second thing or half an hour work uh, session, it's, it's, it, it can take whatever form and whatever time, but it feels like timeless. Mm -hmm. It feels. Like there is nothing outside of the two of you in that experience. Yeah. And when it's over, when it's like you, you're done with that and the orgasm is not the focal point, it means it still will have it, you know, uh, at a certain point, but it's not the focal point. The focal point is being in that whole experience. And when it's over, it doesn't feel dirty. It doesn't feel like, oh, I want to pull away because you know, when you have just sex, for a lot of people, they feel when it's done, it's done. It's like, okay, I got to go, you know, or mm -hmm. roll over or whatever it is, because it was a, a mechanical, uh, hormonal uh, drive. Uh, and then the thing is, when you put sex as known in the program as the main reason for a relationship, mm -hmm. once that changes and the satisfaction is not there to the degree that they envision in their mind or they've been programmed by the media, you know, with whatever they've been watching, then they'll tendency to connect with other people, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, uh, it's not. Can you drift apart? Yeah. And this whole thing about even procreating, it's no longer a, because if you look at it, a lot of people procreate in a sense, because I have to have children. It's time to have children. My, mm -hmm. my clock is running out or this or that, whatever it may be. Right. Oh yeah. Versus when two love come together, feeling that expression of love to create another form of expression of love. Yeah. And first of all, there's no time clock. Second of all, there is no egotistical desire of having children or this of that nature it is a offering and a beautiful dance of bringing it because if you look at it how many women and how many men always talk about oh i want to have a family i want to do this i want to have that because it represents this because they associate it with reaching a certain level in their life mm -hmm. or that they now can have identify have a kid or yeah. that the fact that i give meaning to my life or that I can now be like the rest of the family or whatever, right? Rather than having something come through you because it's something that feels from that core. So mm -hmm. will, will you procreate? Yeah, but it's coming from the heart rather from here where, or, you know, because there's a story or the hormonal part. Mm -hmm. Because uh, women feel that a lot more than men do. The hormonal part is like, a, I have, it's time. I have to have my you know, my, my child or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I'm running out of time. And that's a, that's a real thing for, for so many of us. If I can interject with this Franco, cause I think it's important to acknowledge is that it has been so conditioned between or within women, especially as you mentioned, that there is this need to make sure you have a child before it's too late. And this, this idea of it being too late, is not only false, especially now, as we've talked about previously, that we're now letting go and detaching from this inverted version of reality and stepping more into our organic, our really our organic blueprint for what it means to have the human experience. Um, but it also, it creates a stress on the body. Like it's fascinating that we put ourselves into this position, but what I really, um, want to just highlight for a sec is I love how these two things play together where the fact that okay we're not going to need or use hormones 
the same way. And it sounds like there won't be that many that are active anyways or necessary as we move into the more organic template, which is great. So we might not have this same kind of drive or feeling like, oh my God, there's no more the programming as well around feeling this need to have a child at a certain time. And it can be also more organic, but then we won't have the, um, our bodies at the same time are going to be adapting so that when we choose to have a child, if we choose to conceive, it doesn't have to be done between the age of, you know, 19 and, or 18 and, and 30, for example. It could be whenever, whenever that feeling comes up. And well, our, really our physicalities in the original 5,000 years when we, before the modification occurred, they were having children at 800 years old. I love it. And weren't there references like that in, not that the Bible is necessarily. Yeah, there is. There is. Actually. There's references of it, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there is. You know, they, they, they were living a thousand years. That was an average. A thousand years. Average. I love okay? it. Mm -hmm. So uh, this whole shortened of life, that was part of the inverted matrix. I mean, once we get to look at the whole mechanics of everything, how it works. I mean, there's so many things that are are not working anywhere from our true design uh, mm -hmm. in every aspect and specifically in the physical form, because look at it this way. You know, you talked about hormones mm -hmm. uh, besides what we talked about in the other episode was uh, about the moon and whatever else, but depending on what's going on, I mean, you can have your hormones could go crazy where you're like ready to rip somebody apart, you know, and, and, and so forth, because you're, mm -hmm. you know, eight, it activates your emotions and then the emotions respond and just continues to activate the, the hormones and you're having a dance now, you know, <laughs> and you feel crazy. You feel crazy. I mean, you know, uh, and this applies to men and women. And sometimes it's a little bit more expressed by women, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, when they say I'm having a bad day. Yeah. Besides what, you know, they've interpreted, but the bad day can be also, in many cases, is what's playing out emotionally with them, but it's also mm -hmm. about their hormones, right? What's going on, um, you know, a pattern changed in the weather and it can trigger a hormone. See, that would not be in its natural state that sensitive and play out that role. So the whole idea of going crazy because your hormones are raging or anything of that nature, that, that's not... Our, our true experience and that wouldn't that would not apply and um, but the thing is the inverse matrix was that so that you would feel off and polarized and you know off the chart on many things you know whatever mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't take much because even the emotional component of it it's not in its true nature because the emotions weren't to 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 affect in that same a degree that uh, it affects our body chemistry, for example, mm -hmm. right? Or the fact that, you know, they need to be uh, out of control and control your life, right? Because yeah. emotions and hormones can taint and shape oh, yeah. how you see, how you feel, how you respond, what you do, what you don't do. Well, they, they seem to totally drive, drive mm -hmm. human behavior, which right. has always been a, a contention point for myself because just my, my, my nature. I don't like to think that anything can control my decisions and my choice point, but it was very clear. It's this, this fine line where they actually were designed to do that. And I wanted to ask you something else, Franco. So we've talked about this once before. I don't think anywhere publicly, but the idea that in some circles, there's this understanding that it's natural for a man after, you know, you've had sex and after, he ejaculates that it makes perfect sense that he would want to pull away and then not spend time with the female for periods of time after that, because there has been this loss of semen or testosterone load, which when we talked about that before, it seems like that's just tied in as well. And that's not necessarily our, our natural state at all. No, it's not. It's not. Absolutely not. It's... Um... That again, that is an interaction that was all uh, hormonally driven and the idea, you know, of the, the programming around that, you know, this is why I was saying that when you actually make love, holding each other, even after their orgasm 
It's so natural. You don't even want to let go because you're, you're still orgasmic throughout the whole body. There's still energy codes, information being shared. The, the, the holding of each other's bodies and skin and everything else is, uh, is way more uplifting than just the act, like they call yeah. it, you know, whatever it is. So yes, um, when a man is fully involved in the in the in the process of being making love and whatever else, and after it's done, um, you know the the orgasmic part, you will see that that the embracing the touching and so forth and I, I don't mean to touching because you're trying to stimulate more and it's more mm -hmm. to touching because you want to feel that other person because you've just exchanged something really powerful um that's natural that feels very very natural the yeah. other the other one it was all hormonal uh in in, in essence you know uh, i find it in my own personal experience and i know that only came about in this last relationship mainly but uh the holding part and it was funny because I, i've noticed with even with women that uh, um, even after it's done if it's all hormonal they don't even want to cuddle either mm -hmm. maybe it's less prominent than men but it's the it's same there. it's the same yeah it's yeah. like okay i'm done or leave me alone now let me go to sleep or whatever mm -hmm. or you know they'll get up and go whatever we're done okay now i can go finish my whatever i was doing right yeah. so uh it, it it goes both way if it was both uh mm -hmm. just one is a little bit more noticeable uh in, in in a stronger way but yeah that's all because it's it's uh hormonally driven and hormonally is connected to also your, the way you think and feel you know yeah. sometimes you'll notice okay it's time again you know whatever and I think there's so much conditioning and teaching around that correct. in some circles you know kind of pseudo spiritual perhaps yeah and uh no, I've, I've had that experience myself. And it was in this most recent relationship with my partner where it was a different connection. And, you know, we, we and it's very interesting. I'd like to share this just so others can perhaps mm -hmm. learn from my own experience is that even though we have such a beautiful connection and it really is kind of the heart-based connection, the soul-based connection where the bodies definitely come second, even though we enjoy each other's physicality. There always is this choice that we were making, especially in the beginning, as we were getting to know each other, how are we going to engage together? And we never really spoke about it, but I was very conscious of it. It's like, okay, are we going to go down the ego path of, of connecting sexually? And it becomes this different dance of more playing roles, or are we going to really stay focused through the heart and see what comes of that? And what was so wonderful is to know that that choice could be made. And I know I dropped some hints sometimes in the beginning that just about this topic and saying, you know, we, we choose every time and how much I love that connection. And what was really interesting is that for both of us, when we would have, and still when we have the connections through the heart, so many things become secondary and so many things don't come up. The climax, is not the main thing, which was fascinating and very interesting to notice. Um, the stimulation is so much richer because it's like it's coming from inside as opposed to just being the casing, the housing here, the body. And then this natural desire and just it naturally settling into wanting to just embrace each other and just relax with each other. And that would not just be coming from my side which you'd see more often, you would think typically because of the woman, she's more soft. No, it was this natural, we just wanted to lay with each other. And I think it's important to maybe share that because uh, if you're a man listening, be open. If you're feeling like you wanna connect that way, just play with it, experiment with just going through the heart and just making that the intention. I think when one person holds that space, it allows the other person to soften too. And so we don't trigger each other into playing one more role and one more role. And if that starts to drop away, um, it opens the door for such more meaningful connection like you're describing. And it's been beautiful yeah. for us. 
And the other thing too is uh, it's uh, breaking down, um, breaking out of the schedule, you know, in a sense mm -hmm. of, okay, we do it just before bed or something before we go to sleep or whatever it is. And I'm talking yeah. about people that are together, but also at certain times. And then it becomes more of, let's get the job done, you know, type mm -hmm. of thing, rather than that whole uh, connection part. So I wanted to mention that uh, also. Yeah. But, so it's... Uh, it's when you feel that heart connection. It's like, let's put it this way. How many times have you felt that just to give a hug, you know, to mm. the person that you love? And you just want to hug and you, you're you holding in, you want to connect. And then that hug, you know, at some points may feel uh, to go the next level uh, of it, you know, and, oh. um, and then that's it. Is, is that coming from hormones? No, it's coming from feeling that, I'd like to connect with you. I'd like to really feel you. I'd like to be part of with you, whatever, you know, yeah. and so forth. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that, that comes into play too. So it's really just to pay attention to it. And so with the changes that we're going through this unraveling of ourselves, uh, that more natural state is coming. Now, some people, you know, that have been on this path for a while, I have noticed that, they're spending more quality time in the sense when they do connect, it's, it's a more holistic uh, connection, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because, you know, this, the so-called what people call sex, it was not, okay, this is for procreation and whatever it is, it's connection, it's an exchange, there's a lot, a lot of uh, that's uh, um, experienced within it. It's not just localized or the fact that, you know, we have this, you know, hormonal cl time clock within ourselves that, you know, uh, well, we haven't had sex for two days or three days or whatever it is now it's time again, you know, or, you know, to let uh, the steam off. Yeah. Let, yeah. How did you say it? Like to let the steam off. Yeah. Let the steam off or yeah. out or something like that, you know, yeah. so that, but that's, that's all. So that wouldn't be the case. So it's not about doing that it's more when that connection seems to want to happen for mm. the two parties and it's not going to be like this whole thing because you have to look at the other thing there seems to be an imbalance sometimes men are more driven to have it more often and women are not and uh vice versa mm -hmm. okay but the reason there is less balance to that is because a lot of times one sees it as a job and, and as part of the commitment and the other one, uh, it may not, you know, and say, no, you know, I feel it. I have to, I've seen this with couples because I've done a lot of sessions with couples mm -hmm. and sex comes up a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest complaints is, oh, I don't, you know, we don't, we hardly ever make sex. You we hardly ever make love or whatever you call it. They have, we have sex. That's what they call mm -hmm. it. We hardly have sex, whatever it is. And, and, you know, my partner just walks away, turns around, doesn't, keeps me hostage by it, you know, whatever it is. It's like, you better do all these things before, you know. But when we actually took it apart and started looking at and say, okay, you could see that the say the masculine person at the point the male at that point in time may have you know their hormones rev revving up because you know of whatever it was and the woman has an association i noticed but the woman i would have association that is a job and i don't want to do it it's like washing the dishes i mean uh in most cases i'm not saying all most cases that uh it was less satisfactory for the woman Mm -hmm. or vice versa this goes both ways it tended to be a little bit more on the woman's side uh for the ones i've worked with mm -hmm. and less satisfactory so it was like okay it's part of our commitment in the relationship but at the same time you know i want to do it only when i feel like doing it. and that may not happen because what's may not happen as often the reason that is the case is because a lot of times there's a lot of reference of what it needs to be mm -hmm. um because women's wiring is a little bit different and that's only because of this inverted stuff going on where they have to be convinced and they have to feel good because the man has to lead up to it or mm -hmm. you know done a lot of good things beforehand to, mm -hmm. to feel that okay i'm going to go there and i'm primed but when you don't apply any of those things and it's just 
you're being yourself, they're being themselves, and you're interacting with each other, and there's no stereotype programming of any sort that comes into play, because that's where we're going to, then you will find that when one somebody, one of them suggests it, for example, the other one's like, oh, yeah, I could really use that or whatever it is. It's like, yeah. and I've seen it with, um, sometimes you feel, let, let me give you an example. I don't want to bounce around, but it, it, there's context to that. Sometimes you feel like I want to give a hug to somebody. Mm-hmm. So you go give them a hug. I go, oh, wow, I needed that. Yeah. It's the same thing with love making, as we refer to. All of a sudden, you go up to them and say, hey, would you like to, you know, make love or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And the person may not have been thinking about it. And they go, wow, that would be nice. Yeah. You know, and then they do. After it's done, you know, uh, they experience the full thing. It's like, oh, I feel grounded again. I feel connected with myself. I feel, I feel much better. And it wasn't just because they had the orgasm. They may or may have not. Mm-hmm. And but it was the connection part. It's like yeah. the hug times 10, you know, that's all. Yeah, yeah. This you brought up such a good point, Franco. Um, this reminds me of how there is so much pressure, especially for women, I think, because it's partly how I think we're wired, but there's so much pressure that a meaningful connection involves or successful connection involves orgasm. And yes. then this pressure just overrides everything. And I've, I've worked with women about this particular thing. And I've had this experience myself in the past. And if you can leave that part out and not put so much pressure, because it's not necessarily what it's about in this context, right? Mm. It's, it becomes a very different situation. I'd love to have you speak to that, actually. Yeah, you know, the thing is, at times that will come about as part of the um, connection exchange sorry, uh, connection exchange, but sometimes it, it does not. And that's okay, right? The timestamp? No, the connection with the regarding of uh, having orgasm, for example. Oh, okay, okay. Right? So sometimes it may end up that way and other times it may not. But the thing is, it's the whole connection that's important. Mm-hmm. There's so much focus on the orgasm that you lose the rest of it. And... Yeah. It's like, how quickly can I stimulate to get to that point? And, but that, that, again, you will notice is never really truly, and I don't like to use the word satisfying, but fulfilling would be a better word. Mm-hmm. Fulfilling in the sense of having the full, full ex- experience, the full experience, the full expression mm-hmm. that uh, comes about. And the thing is, too, a lot, and, and this came up just recently with somebody, uh, even putting the focus on the fact that, um, uh, oh, you know, I, I have to make sure my, my, my partner, in this case, it was a husband, gets his orgasm and then, or else I don't, you know, I, ha- I haven't done my job or whatever it is. And, and I know who the person is. And uh, he was, uh, he's gotten to more of that spiritual connection and so forth. And he, he says, and I remember having a conversation with him. He says, it's not important, the orgasm. In fact, I don't, I, I rather, you know, not because then I, you know, I can spend more time. And then at the same time, I don't have to feel drained afterwards. So in fact, you know, I, there's going to be occasions where I feel that that's, uh, that would be more of a beneficial, but most of the other times is no and be okay. So you know, I had already known that because I had talked to him sometime before about that. And, um, but I didn't bring it up in that way, but I, I brought it up because in my own experience, it's the same way. It's, it's not a necessity, it, you know, that'll happen occasionally, but yeah. um, I prefer it doesn't most of the time, but at the same time, because it's really about the connection part. Yeah. And uh, so when she understood that, that hey, don't make that the part, you can ask if you want and say, do we want to lead it to, you know, where we both have orgasm or we have an orgasm. And if he says it's not necessary, then just enjoy the whole experience. You're going to enjoy the experience, but you don't have to push it and expect it to, to go mm-hmm. to that next level. Right. And I know 
you know, it has for men, it does affect a certain life force uh, component to it. But, you know, unless it's hormonally driven, which, you know, once, uh, because that changes too, uh, it's not a necessity. And you, you will know, uh, I mean, the person will feel mm -hmm. and, and they'll govern it personally rather than, you know, the other person expecting to perform a certain way to get them to, to get that orgasm or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's not, that's not the focal point because a lot of people say, well, the climax is what makes it all worth it, but it's not because when you really pay attention to it, if you go in this, I'm sure you've, you've noticed and you've shared with others, if you go in just to get the orgasm, yeah, okay, it gives you whatever amount of time that elevated state is from mm -hmm. a chemistry point, um, and, you know, and your body's going to respond a certain way, so you're going to feel something. But how am I going to say? You'll notice it, it. It doesn't feel as good afterwards. No, it's like it's like even Empty. though it can be very intense and and satisfying in some regard, the rest, the meat is missing. Correct. Or maybe that you could say that might be the meat of the sandwich, but then the bread and all the the garnish is gone. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing. That's what's important at this point is to to understand that uh, it's the whole the whole experience. So I know this all ties into the hormonal because the you know if you're if we're going just totally the hormonal, then it's sex. If you're going mm -hmm. for the full uh, connection and love, then then uh, the hormonals play a very very small role. Mm -hmm. And we were we got conditioned and programmed, and we accepted that that challenge for a while. Uh, to be driven by emotions, to be driven by emotions, to be driven by, you know, um, appearance or, uh, or idea of what it represents. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, there are men and women who will have sex because they just see somebody look a certain way, or they feel the chemistry, but it's a temporary chemistry, whatever it is. Um, or the fact that they feel better for themselves if they had more partners, uh, whatever it is. But anyone that's actually put them in focus, when you ask them the question, how fulfilled are you? Do you feel one with, do you feel like afterwards that you can hold this person indefinitely? Mm. And anybody that's had multiple partners and are driven by that have always said no. Mm -hmm. It's almost, it's like, what's my next fix? What's mm -hmm. my next high sort of thing? Mm -hmm. um, and then the, you know, when, when it's true feeling two people drawn to each other from a heart level, from uh, whatever you want to call it, from, from your essence, mm -hmm. um, appearance what it needs to be or anything of that nature does not become a factor yeah that's so hard for i think for a lot of us to understand the first time i ever heard that concept i'm like come on is that really possible how could you not care until i had the experience myself and i was like wow i really don't care i mean i'm blessed and, and grateful that yes i happen to appreciate it but even if the looks, the whatever, the package was not the same. It doesn't matter. There's this feeling that you get in the heart chakra, right? Which I know you teach so often that this is where the soul, it's the seat of the soul where the soul communicates and you just feel it. And when it's there, it's like, I don't really care. You could be wearing like rubber boots and I don't know, a crazy purple poncho and have no hair, no teeth. And it just doesn't really matter. Because you no, still exactly. feel that same feeling. It still comes up. It's not the, it's interesting to recognize that it's not when you're honing in on that real connection point that you're talking about, Franco, we discover probably to our surprise that the packaging doesn't really matter. No. And the thing is, when you go by a appearance of the package, you're stopping at the ego mind. Yes. Yeah. That's and your governor now. I'm excited for, uh, for people to, if they haven't already, you know, had the experience of something like this, of connecting at a different level, of being aware of when the hormones are coming into play, and then, you know, starting to play with 
life experiences, especially connection and intimacy from a place that's not driven by the hormones, um, it's going to open up so much for us for this whole world. So Absolutely. men and women. Exactly. Please exactly. don't feel any obligations. That's something I think too, maybe as a final piece, so we can keep this nice and tight. But um, that it's not just women that have this programming and these beliefs instilled in them that they have to please their partner if the partner's a man or, or is assuming the man um, persona, but that men have this feeling that if they cannot bring their woman to orgasm, that they are failing as a man. And I mean, oh my God, if we could all just let go of all the stories and what it means and just connect, oh my God, we'll have so many <laughs> happy, really much more balanced and, and fulfilling connections. But yeah. That's my last comment on that. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember uh, a few years back, I had one lady came in for a session and she said she only had one orgasm in her whole life with a partner. Mm. And she was, you know, she was married, had kids and whatever else. And, uh, and I asked her, I asked her, how, how do you feel when, when, when all of that? And it was always the, the focus of the mechanics part. Mm -hmm was the, the part of it and I mean I know she started blaming well you know he's not doing his part long enough or this or that or whatever it is or he doesn't have the what do they call foreplay and whatever else to the same degree I need whatever and so yeah I never get to feel it. and I always feel dissatisfied afterwards and you know this was the whole thing and I had said to her I said okay why don't you experiment by dropping all of those expectations and uh, have a, con a conversation and say you know, let's, let's just hug and let's be, you know, connected with each other, do whatever. Uh, um, I, I have been more elaborate on how, you know, to, to connect from a heart perspective and everything else and uh, then see. And, mm -hmm. uh, but drop the whole idea that you even have to have an orgasm or the fact that you've never, you've only had once. Right? Yeah. You know, uh, in a partner. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that she didn't have orgasms. She just with a partner, usually self-gratified or whatever. But at this point, you know, in that regards, uh, drop the the expectation that you need to have an orgasm and just connect because you feel you want to connect with this person, this partner, your husband, whatever. Um, and she did, you know, come in for another session uh, a few months later and she says, wow, you know, uh, I've had a few conversations and now lovemaking it is, and it doesn't matter, but I've had many more since then, yeah. you know, and it's, I say, great. See, the thing is we put a lot of pressure on, and the idea that we have to have an orgasm. That's what sex is all about, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not the original design. The original design is a full lovemaking thing. And if you want to have just the sexual part, you know, with that part, say okay let's experiment with that you're going to do it once or whatever it is whenever but it does, the rest of it doesn't matter because it's really your the whole you is going to want the whole full experience mm -hmm. that makes so much sense yeah i was one of those people that would put so much pressure on myself about the orgasm and having not had one for so many years i thought i was broken and i think so many women end up having that or then they feel something's wrong. Then the guy wonders, what's wrong with you? What, you know, and what I realized was there was so much about me being comfortable with me and all the programming that was in place with that. And as those started to dissolve and then opportunities for real connection surfaced. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was me in me all along and not important all along. So beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you made an excellent point. That's a beautiful uh, wrap up with that because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform a certain way. And if you don't perform, it means this or that and whatever else. And even when you're engaging in lovemaking, it's like if you're, if your focus is on reaching that climax, you miss out the whole experience. You're basically, all you're doing is localizing all your intention on that one spot. <laughs> You know? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to yeah. happen? Can I do it? Can I do it? 
Oh my God. <laughs> so it's about really letting go of everything, even that you didn't do the dishes or the fact that you have to go get an oil change or whatever in the car. I'm talking about men and women, but at this point, take that all out of the equation and don't see it as a job, see it as an opportunity for, for you to connect with somebody that you love, somebody mm -hmm. that you feel that that level of love, because we love everybody. I mean, that's our natural state, but mm -hmm. to have that special specific love, I'm not talking about ego love because a lot of people experience ego love. Ego love is uh, polarized. Ego love has conditions. Ego love uh, can fluctuate, fluctuate up and down. But true love, when it comes from from the heart, from a, an essence of that nature, does no matter what. You can have a partner that you know, like people like to say, cheat or whatever. You still love the person, anyways. You may not choose to interact with them the same way as before, whatever. But you're not going to have any anger for it or anything of that nature. Uh, a lot of times, you know, even getting a deeper understanding of whatever took place or whatever. But mm -hmm. it, there's a difference between you know uh, genuine love and ego based and or in programmed love you know look at the media everything that we've been educated love should look like this love is that this way or that way you know i've seen people break up you know and they go from i love you i love you i love you i hate you i hate you i hate you and now i gotta kill you or whatever it is because that was never true love because true love without all the stories and ego involved couldn't even imagine harming this person because they had a beautiful dance forever long, even if it was polarized or not, even mm -hmm. if it was intense or not. It's like a, a, a grand appreciation uh, with a massive amount of love. Absolutely. You know, we've we've all had partners and I've had partners that were colorful, whatever it is, but <laughs> I hated them never. They were all amazing in their role playing and whatever else. And I played whatever role with them, you know, um, they may have seen it differently, but that's, a, that's their thing. But, you know, we're here to play together and uh, why go in that? Cause that's all that inverted thing. Yeah. I, I've actually, I, I've seen as an observer, not that I had to, I did any work with them uh, as an observer women telling another woman that just broke up what to do and how to act towards that partner they broke up. Yeah. Or destroy this, go do that. You, mm -hmm. you should do this for them, whatever it is. And that person in, in his natural, in their state is going, I don't want to do that. No, no girl, you got to go do this. Or you got, or guy, whatever. Usually the guys are less, um, less dramatic, dramatic. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, that was all of that. But the thing is, if they listen to themselves and say, hey, thank you for the opinion, but hey, you know, I enjoyed that, whatever that ride was, and I enjoyed whatever it was, but I'm not going there. This is, I still uh, love them and respect them for the beautiful being they are, because they're another aspect yeah. of me anyways. Well, you just brought up a huge point that, you know, this is how we perpetuate the inverted matrix is by doing things like that, guiding, or we think yeah. we're guiding our friends to do what's right and lay into our partner for this, that, and the other thing, or friends or anyone really. And it's in those discussions that we are just rebuilding the old world that we so desperately want to get free of. Yeah. So don't, let's not do that anymore. Exactly. And the thing is, I've had people come in, oh, what should I do? You know, this happened or whatever else. And I go, how does it feel for you? What do you really feel deep yeah. in your heart to feel like doing? Well, I don't want to do anything about it. I do, I'm okay with what it is. Then go with that feeling. Go with that. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what's you because you, you want to allow that natural state of you to be on the surface, not the other stuff. Don't even go there, you know? Mm -hmm. My so gosh. It's not about, oh, yeah, you should do that. Yeah, you should go torture him. You should do this, throw all this stuff out in, the, in or her stuff all, all out in, and hate them and you know, tell all our friends or his friends or whatever it is. Yeah. How does it feel? You know, from that's all I say. And that gets them to the thing. And if they say, well, you know, I'm really angry at them. I say, yeah, I can understand that. But at the same time, why are you angry at him? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I put in all this time and he deceived me or she deceived me and whatever else. And I go, whose choice was it for you to put the time in? It's yours. 
And during that time, did you enjoy any part of it? Yeah, or or no, whatever it is, but you mainly yes. Um, and I go, well, you made a choice. You had certain experiences. Look at those beautiful experiences. What, why would you say I have to hold something? I mean, do you want to be held down? Mm-hmm. You know, told how to live your life or the fact that you have to stay in a relationship that doesn't feel good to you anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to understand they they have the same freedom and it's a matter of seeing that and let them be. Oh, and not have the labels attached to it. Mm-hmm. I know from my, uh, I had a past partner that I was just having my experience of not being feeling fulfilled and preferring something different. And it wasn't until a dear friend who meant so well told me as I was describing my relationship, how that's the description of a narcissist. And that means this and all of the things to do with that. And I suddenly only then felt horrified and like, oh my God, this is what's happened to me. But prior to having that label explained to me and then applied to that person, I never really thought it was, I mean, I knew it wasn't great and I knew it was over, but I never would have thought it was that bad. And then I went through several months of feeling rather victimized and horrified that I had been, you know, victim of a narcissist. (laughs) But the idea never would have come into my head to look at it that way. So it's amazing. And and like you said, right, uh, just a few minutes ago, was just the fact that that's how you perpetuate that inverted matrix. That's how you perpetuate that old way of life. And... uh, So perhaps we should go around just asking each other when we are told stories by our heartbroken friends, well, how did it really feel (laughs) or something? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Frank. And and if they say it felt a certain way that was polarized and say, Mm -hmm. let me ask you why, why did you feel that way? What happened? You know, it's, it's like the the other stuff that I've been teaching and I'm sure people are doing now uh, more is that. To, to look at your story, look at what the definition that's been applied and then go from there. Yeah. Number one, if exactly. we just go inside and look at our programs, beliefs, and stories. Correct. Thank you, Franco. Thank you. Fantastic. Potent and delicious and insightful as always. This was great. Yes. Always a blast. Play mm. with you. So everybody continue in your awesome uh, experience of life and uh, we'll connect again next time.